Good morning. What, what's going on, everybody? This is Dan here, a.k.a. Red, with the P.I.A. Alicia. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> by my side. Um, so today's show is going to be about Jefferson, Texas, which is about right between 45 minutes and an hour away from me. Um, and we're going to do some of the Bigfoot sightings, but what I actually just learned is that they had a Bigfoot conference there in Jefferson, Texas. I'm not sure how big the conference was. Um, that'd be cool to see if we could get up and going with some of these conferences this year, because uh, I definitely want to go to one at the very least. Um, and hopefully I'll see y'all there when uh, they do open back up. But yeah, there's a sighting in Jefferson, Texas. Um, a lot of them, not not just one, um, but a couple. And um, as I was saying in prior shows, the mayor even put out a statement on their website. You know, just letting everybody know, just to welcome visitors uh, that go there looking for uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot, um, which is uh, kind of cool. Uh, if I've that's the first I've seen a mayor do something like that or uh, really any kind of political, um, you know, person uh, get out there and do something like that. So uh, good on the mayor. But as I was saying before, hey, Sachin, how you doing today? Thanks for listening. Um, but as I said before, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the uh, one sighting of a 44 year old, as the article says, Jim Fit, a gentleman that seen a uh, Bigfoot. And if you can't hear me by any chance, please write, cause I'm switching. I'm, I'm staying on this. But I have to read uh, directly from the Jim Fit, 44-year-old banker from Lorena, had actively gone looking for the creature one day Saturday, uh, one, say, one Saturday evening along the banks of the T Trinity River, where he heard that a seven-foot-tall ape-like being had been seen wandering a few months before. He'd even Burnett wife, Belinda, into going into uh, oh into going with him. The 
the two had set out together towards a stretch of river 60 miles northeast of Houston. But he still wasn't prepared for what he saw. Alright, so hopefully y'all heard me fine on that. Again, I was just checking in real fast. Um, normally, I would have my love of my love, lovable, beautiful, or adorable, or whatever he just called his wife. Um, so yeah, I call mine CIA. That's what my nickname for her. So, I'm gonna uh, continue with the story. For Daryl, who until this past August volunteered regularly as an investigator for an international cyber group known as Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, which is BFRO. Now I'm sure everybody knows the good old BFRO. I myself am not a member, but I've been thinking about uh, becoming one. Um, the expedition was nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, so I'm going to continue reading this um, once we hit our destination. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm good, but uh, see, just, just even the beginning, I mean, it, it's... You already, that's, you have a investigator goes out and out. It doesn't say it in the story yet um, if he got called to check out a sighting. Because a lot of times if you're a member of the BFRO and a trusted member at that, That's all part of you know what what they do. So I'm I'm curious to see if that's what a, a, he actually did. They need to fix this app, man. It shouldn't be just timing out like that. Uh, but like I was saying, I, I think it'd be cool to see if that's what he was there for, or was he just there because he heard that there were some sightings in the area that people, which. Uh, it kind of does say that in the beginning of it, but again, they're also normally there to, if you're a member of the BFRO, um, sometimes you go out and do an investigation. That's just part of the thing. So, uh, still very, very cool. Um, and I'm sure it was uh, 100% unexpected going out there, because even if you're looking and you think you might be prepared mentally uh, seeing something that 
doesn't normally compute in your brain like you know well you know it's not a bear you know it's it's you know not a person most of the time uh, so what can it be and your, your mind just goes trying to look for rationality a lot of the times even as an investigator because you also as an investigator want to cross everything out you know you want to make sure no it's definitely not this all right so maybe it's this um before you sit there and you say hey uh all right i think i've seen a sasquatch or a bigfoot or you know whatever the case may be but for this one we're talking about good old uh bigfoot and apparently there were sightings in the area of a seven foot So, website I found it on. I'll try to see if I could put the link um, in the description when I publish it so everybody can check it out. Uh, it almost seems like it's written by a friend or maybe somebody that has the hots for the guy's wife. And I'm not sh like, I would say more likely friend or maybe himself possible, which would be extremely weird, because he's talking to himself in third person, uh, in the news story, so, I would just, if I was writing it, I, I would have been like, oh, and then he was accompanied by his wife, you know, whatever her name is, and then, uh, Go into a little detail. Maybe she's part of the BFRO, or maybe uh, she goes to some investigations with him sometimes, or something like that. So uh, the story is just to, to that part of the story. I kind of chuckled a little bit because he was like, and his wife, who's like smoking hot, gorgeous. I'm like, who the who says that in a story? That's supposed to be a legit news thing or report, but 
too funny, too funny. All right. So part of the Texas member uh, of the group for the BFRO and he's gone out on you know follow-up reports as, as I was talking about before for sightings uh, reported with Bigfoot sightings in Texas and the Oklahoma area he enjoyed it he has been uh, fascinated with the idea of Bigfoot for as long as he can remember. As a boy in Atlanta in the piney woods of East Texas, he'd heard stories about the Borden Bottom Creek monster. So there's something else I want to check out because that's kind of cool. Uh, Borden Bottom Creek monster. Um, so he heard stories from his father And um, type of area like in the woods and whatnot definitely very different than Texas uh, hands down I can almost guarantee that um, so yeah I listened to tales of the animal that shadowed locals in the woods one that screamed like a woman and made their hair on your arm straighten like toothpicks and although he left the state in 1985 to become an intelligence analyst, analysis for the Air Force, these memories had never strayed far from his mind. When he returned to Texas in 1990, his interest was rekindled. And a few years later, he sat down and Googled Bigfoot. I wanted to solve the mystery for myself, he explains. I wasn't going to be an armchair. Too. You don't just have armchair skeptics, you have armchair researchers, uh, armchair investigators, and basically what that means is you're you're one of the guys that are, I mean, back in the, back in the early 90s, yeah, we had uh, internet, believe it or not. Don't let these 2000s kids fool you thinking they were the first ones to do it. No. It was the 80s, babies. <laughs> Lay claim to the first actual generation being on the internet. It's called dial up. Had a little phone ringer. It was, uh, yeah, lots, lots of time. Forever. And if you don't have patience, which a lot of people don't, because even as fat, the, even it got faster from the original, it's still people are saying, oh my god, come on. Oh, um, But so armchair, it's just like uh, when people say armchair quarterback, 
basically what you're you're doing is you're sitting there, you're doing things from your house, whether it's reading a book and doing research that way, which is, you know, not bad to do, but the best thing to do is, you know, read up, research about it, whether it's on the computer or in a book, and then you go out in the field yourself and check it out. Because that's the only way you're really going to know what's going on and get a, an idea of what we're has that, you know, mentality. And he didn't want to be the armchair skeptic. But since joining the BF Row in the mid-2003, Daryl hadn't seen Bigfoot himself. He had spent many hours poring over Bigfoot stories, though, and he didn't want to be caught up unprepared. So when he and Delinda spotted a trial by the riverside that matched the description, a trail by the riverside that matched the description of one of the BFRO's sighting reports, he felt his unusual tinge of excitement. Uh, he pulled over. The sun was setting. Oh, sorry, he's going there at nighttime. The sun was setting along with the tree-lined path. So I wonder if he knew, like, it, to me, when you're you're going there when the sun sets, I. I'd rather, if I'm going to be doing an investigation, if I'm doing an investigation at nighttime like this, this gentleman Daryl is, uh, when he's there with his wife, check the area out first i mean i i do camping hiking and all that stuff and i'm always trying to once i get to the spot i set everything up i look around real quick um 
just get a little bit familiar with the area and then get ready for whatever we might be doing at nighttime. Um, this gentleman that's going out and, uh, with his wife, um, and apparently just because I'm reading the story, he made it out and she made it out fine. Um, I didn't finish reading it yet, but the thing is, you should always try to familiar, you know, familiarize yourself with the areas, whether you're going out, whether you're a member of the BFRO or anything else, make sure you go out to the area, uh, especially if you're checking out a sighting area, just familiarize with it because it takes one wrong step and you're going to get yourself lost. Um, uh, specifically since this gentleman is actually going out at sunset. So he's, he just found this, this trail on the side that he thinks, all right, man, this, this definitely is the spot where the sighting was at. Uh, we're going to go get it checked out and you're putting yourself in just a bad predicament, especially if you have something that you love and care about with you. Alicia's probably going to go with me to maybe like some of the places during the daytime. Uh, but we have dogs. So. I'll probably take one of my dogs with me just so she doesn't have to take care of all three by herself. But don't sit there and, and put you know yourself and your loved one in a bad predicament by just doing a last second art. We're going to take this trail and head down it. Uh, just because you don't know the area, that's not the safest thing in the world to do. Um, if you are going to go out and do some squatching, just do what I said, get there early, check out the area, familiarize, uh, familiarize yourself with the area, and then go do the investigation. A lot of people like to do it at nighttime. It all depends on, you know, what you like, the equipment that you got. People got to see the infrared and, and, uh, thermal, the thermals are, are probably one of the, the better things to, to bring out. Uh, infrared always shows because of that light. So you just got to kind of take your time and be careful with it. Now I'm going to continue to read on If For any reason you cannot uh, hear me when I end up continuing reading on the story, just uh, give me a heads up. Let me know. I check back every couple of seconds just to see, because I want to make sure you can hear the story that I'm actually, uh, you know, reading. Um, this is a Sasquatch sighting that took place in 2000, was that, I believe 2004. Um, and it's going to be over in the Jefferson, Texas area. So pretty much teams that just joined what happened is this gentleman went out uh he heard up there was a bunch of sightings he's a you know he was an air force analysis um or i'm sorry analysis and he did analysis in air force uh he wants to crack his whole goal you know is now crack the whole bigfoot uh sasquatch myth is it real? Is it fake? That's his goal. He wanted to get down to it. So that's what he started out going out doing uh, investigations. He joined the BFRO. 
in 2003. And he's done investigations right here in Texas. He's also done some over in Oklahoma. But since joining BRFO in the mid 2003, Daryl hadn't seen himself a Bigfoot or a Yeti. Sorry about that. path that's a which ran parallel to the river about 50 yards below he hurried down and down it while delilah tagged along some 30 yards behind her high heels no match for the mud awesome the path gradually curved to the left and daryl disappeared Delina bent over, focusing on something that had slithered across her foot. And suddenly, there it, there it was, on the trail, a reddish-brown hairy thing about five and a half feet tall. Daryl froze as he watched it hop across the path once, then twice before disappearing into the woods. He stared into the tree, the trees. Did you see that? He hollered. Um. Wow. So, and thank you for sharing, by the way. Um. So he brings his wife. I wouldn't even let her get out of the car if she was wearing high heels. You, you high heels, trails, the woods. Doesn't doesn't go well. You have to number one. You should definitely put some boots on, uh, especially here in Texas. You got not just rattlesnakes. You got copperheads and uh, water moccasins and everything. Everything else out there. Um. Yeah, high heels, definitely not the way to go on that. So uh, I recommend if you're going to go out and do your thing and check out some Bigfoot, uh, wear some more comfortable shoes. Uh, I know they're not comfortable. way to go because uh, you know what she you ran into a brown reddish hairy sasquatch that's even five just being five and a half feet tall is going to be more powerful than you pound for pound their muscle mass is different you could get somebody that's five foot five and we'll say 200 pounds 
Same size of the Sasquatch. So it's going to be a pretty jacked person at that that size. Uh, but you add in that you go side to side and try to match strength for strength, it's just going to be way stronger than you. Their muscle mass is uh, completely different than ours. Density and all. Here, it's If you just look at some of these photos that the people have taken, the videos, the Patterson-Gimlin video, uh, specifically, it's no joke. These things are uh, crazy. Crazy strong. So you might have a chance to run away from it. Every report I've ever heard say that they can very easily keep me up with the person that they're watching. not ready for that then that's that's not it but you should be going out in sunset anyway if you're just doing a, a standard investigation um by yourself definitely not what i recommend but you know what uh story just seems to to me gray-haired Sasquatch. So, now you got him. Now this one's, of course, uh, this one's seven foot tall, not the five and a half feet, and has gray hair, so it's probably, a, I've, I've heard uh, the Sasquatches having gray hair. A lot of people say they look a little bit older in the face, which, I mean, would kind of make sense. I mean, just humans alone, uh, once you get up there a little bit with the years, I mean, I got a bunch of white hair all over my face. It's white and red. Um, nothing on my head yet. But even animals, you know, the older they get, they end up getting some gray hairs or white hairs and uh, just shows age. So I'm, I'm sure the same, you know, same thing applies to a Sasquatch. And it's 
seven foot, so it's probably, uh, I mean, that's definitely one of the bigger ones for here in Texas, seven foot tall. Um, not a small guy, so took some time, uh, grew, grew to the nice ripe old age. I'm sure he's probably still around and kicking. when they're going around carrying a deer, you know, in one hand like it's a pocketbook. So I just assume that definitely, uh, definitely there, 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 there's more than one. That's a, what always blows my mind. say that would be false there's just too many witnesses that just describe different sizes different hair colors uh, different a different way that they act all around some are you know just curious some like to mess with you others like to scare the bejesus out of you and there's been a few that even hurt people. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely something that you should uh, look out for, to say the very least. Um, especially if you're going out there, you're going to squash. I always say try to bring somebody or at least put yourself in a pretty good just makes life easier you just plan ahead and at the very least you, you can know the fastest way to your vehicle to try to get out of your situation but also if you're going out there and you're trying to find sasquatch you got to try to make sure that you just you know take a breath breathe in as hard as that's going to be i know uh, I can understand how people get so pumped up where they, you know, they don't have, they don't take pictures or video because, hey, listen, uh, I've never seen one. I could tell you I would, it would definitely catch me off my guard uh, no matter what. Um, and... did find a knuckle print and sent it out and it came back as that was a Sasquatch print so that was uh, very cool.
it's all things like that that you got to take in consideration. Um, especially uh, when you're out in the field. All right. scared out of them and that's understandable 100 percent understandable because it's not like anything else that you've seen in nature plus you live your entire life that stuff like that doesn't exist and you've seen something that obviously you're told that is not real and it's right in front of you yeah i mean i just got so excited over the the knuckle print i, I was thinking to picture of it but because it was on my window and as greasy as can be, but I wasn't like I was so excited that I didn't Maybe I'll get another chance again to do that. That was over in Yori National Park. Maybe. Uh, no. Yes. Love you. All right, love you. All right, so back to uh, from Dallas came across a seven foot tall gray haired creature on the side of the road in Louisiana when he was driving home. Okay. When he was driving home from a trip in 1994, the vision so inspired him that in 1999 he founded the texas bigfoot research center a volunteer-run self-funded organization dedicated to finding the lone star sheets method i actually didn't know about this one so i'm, I'm curious uh if they're still around um that's kind of cool so yeah one second. Apologies. So, the Texas Bigfoot Research Center, a volunteer-run, self-funded organization dedicated to finding Lone Star State the Lone Star State's Sasquatch, the the, this closer to home version of the BFRO soon caught Coyier's attention. And after taking on a field expedition for Wool Heater in January of 2004, he decided he'd work for the TBRC in addition to his regular Bigfoot hunting gig. A brotherhood was formed, and the two men talk on the phone almost daily discussing new scientific findings and the. And the Antidotes posted on the group's website, texasbigfoot.com. I'm going to have to check them out. Uh, their work is far from boring. Due, due in part to the TBRC's effort, interest in Bigfoot has taken hold in the state, particularly in the East Texas, which has the dense woods, plentiful waterways, said to be the habitat of choice for this mysterious species, according to the wool heater. There have been about 150 credible sightings each year since he started fielding reports in 2000. Investigators believe that 
There are nearly, in fact, many Bigfoot populations populating the area nearly every day. The center, 30-some members communicate via email or phone on some Bigfoot-related subject. What was the strange sound heard recently in the Piney Woods? A whoop or more of a chatter? How tall was the creature in that last sighting? What color hair? Any good new device to use in the woods? And every fall when heaters spearheads a pivotal event for Sasquatch fans everywhere. The P TBC, the TBRC's Bigfoot Conference held in the East Texas town of Jefferson. So this circles back to the whole thing about, well, like I said, I didn't know that Tef uh, Jefferson, Texas actually had uh, a convention. So that's really, really cool to, uh, very cool to hear. Now, let me see something real quick because, uh, all right. Well, nobody could give me any, uh, up to date stuff to let me know if they can hear me or not. So I hope y'all can actually hear me. Um, again, class one probe, thank you, uh, for sharing and stopping by and, uh, liking the show. So we're now with the, uh, uh, the Texas Bigfoot Research Center says so the TBRC. Um, I'm actually going to check them out. Uh, it's very, uh, uh, cool to uh, read that there's something, uh, close by as well. But I, like I said, I was even thinking about becoming a member of the BFRL, um, They've been around for a while, Matt Moneymaker. Uh, I don't agree with him on everything, um, but a lot of the stuff, I mean, he knows his stuff, man. He does. He's been doing it for such a long time. He knows his stuff. Uh, it, it would be hard to deny it. I, I think my only issue is that he kind of puts out there, uh, at least on Twitter, uh, sometimes that he, you know, he says that Bigfoots are, you know, there's, they know they, they, you know, don't kill anybody. They haven't hurt anybody, but there's, there's stories out there from sightings that says otherwise. Um, and I have a saying that history is proof. You have the Native Americans, the Vikings, the, <laughs> First Nations people, uh, people, you know, these people from all across the world that have dealt with Sasquatch. And yes, the Vikings, if you read into their sagas, their stories, they mention them. They even mention when Eric came here, uh, to the U.S. and had an encounter with one. Um, so it's, it's, it's mentioned, uh, <clears throat> but so far, I mean, to me, this is a very cool, uh, cool deal. The convention now in its fifth year has grown steadily since it's September 2001 reception year 150. So now it's in its fifth year has steadily since September 2001. So this is, this thing's all the way back from 2006. 
So it makes me wonder if uh, Texas Bigfoot research um, is still around. Because sometimes when things are not dated, I'm kind of a little bit shocked. This is on Texas, uh, TexasMonthly.com. Um, and the person that's written this big giant story is Katie Vine. It was written on September 30th in 2005. And wow, since then, how things have improved on the internet and even gotten a little worse. Um, so let's see if this is still around, man. Uh, cause a lot of some of these, uh, ones that, um, are out there, they just don't last, unfortunately. So I'm going to give this Texas Bigfoot a try. So Texas Bigfoot. Did I just say hunting permits? Woodape.org. All right, so there's... So I guess they joined forces with the NAWAC, which is uh, North American Wood Ape Conservancy, but... Um, Hmm. Interesting. Uh, sorry for the pause. I was just looking at the site and it was just that. Because North. Yeah, all right. I guess you can say that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's just straight. Uh, to me, it's 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 kind of funny how if you look back i mean that's back in 2005 uh and somehow so i guess they still do the, a, a bigfoot um convention over in jefferson because it's still mentioned on the uh main website and it's mentioned by the mayor so um they must still be doing it after all these years which is pretty cool that's good to know that you know you can it's consistent Hey, Faboot, how you doing, my friend? We're just going over a story from uh, Jefferson, uh, Texas. There was a sighting over in that area a long time ago, uh, going back to 2004 and once prior, of course, to that. So there is a history. And just like I said, oh, you're in the middle of a class. Nice. History is proof there's enough history about something such as sasquatch there's proof that it's been there just because it's unbelievable for some or some people refuse to believe it's out there because i guess maybe it's a scary situation maybe they're afraid that you know, it's going to mess them up for uh, going into the woods and enjoying himself, but mainly the people that are afraid to admit that these things exist are normally the ones that are afraid that, uh, you know, to even go in the woods and enjoy them to begin with. So just a little thought. 
how long we've been on? We've been on for, oh, wow. All right, good. 47 minutes, going on 48 soon. Uh, so, yeah, and again, uh, I have the interview with the one, the only, Tony Merkel. Um, on the 27th. Uh, so he's going to go over pretty much my story. If y'all listen to the first episode, and I think I, I re, the first couple episodes, uh, we go over the story of, um, you know, my personal, uh, experiences that I've had, um, throughout my life, uh, with seeing the very strange things. And honestly, if I didn't see them, I wouldn't believe them. I would definitely be a doubter in some of the stuff that I've seen. Um, and it has come from me, uh, take care, bud. Uh, definitely give it a listen to after class. Um, so yeah, it's a, to me, it's, it's very, uh, very cool. Um, to be able to go on Tony's show, uh, it's the confessionals and he's one of the best. I, anybody that's listening to this, trust me when I say, give it a listen, uh, by far one of the best podcasters out there, along with the, the one and only Wes from Sasquatch Chronicles. I listen to their shows all of the time. And, um, I mean, you have Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and Bobo, uh, to me, again, another great show. You got two pros talking about, you know, uh, their Sasquatch experiences, but um, so also they don't always just cover Sasquatch. That's why that's where you get the beyond Bigfoot and beyond. Uh, sometimes they talk about other things such as, uh, uh, I believe they're talking about little people before on, I don't know if it was the last show or the show before, but I'm actually probably going to, once I get off of here, I'm going to sign off wait to be able to publish this and I'm going to listen to uh one of my favorite shows depending on who's the latest to uh download something on so that's what I'll be doing um and we're going to be of course back throughout the week things have thank thankfully calmed down um a bit with the weather and Everything else, the weekends might be a little bit harder for to do it because we still got a lot of straightening out to do. Plus, I have investigations I want to go on. Um, I'm going to be going on one in Jefferson myself. So uh, we'll be doing a show on that. I'm going to have Tyler probably call in on Wednesday. And we're going to talk about... Uh, the show for um we're gonna do free show so we're gonna talk about when we went to the abandoned campground different things that we've seen stuff that actually happened to us which was crazy um somebody was somebody or something was definitely out there uh now normally i you could hear another human walking around um, we're very, very loud. Even us that are in the woods all the time, we're still very loud, even when we're trying not to be. It just can't help it. Uh, so we have that. It's going to be a good time. Um, and we're going to do for the, uh, paid members, uh, of the Patreon, 
a special show that's actually going to have a story on Patreon about what happened. And um, so I think we have a couple on Patreon right now, only two or three, not a lot, but this one's definitely going to be one of the ones worth uh, going in. We're also going to let you, of course, comment, talk to each other, let us know what you think about the podcast, uh, that particular show. Um, and also share if you've experienced any of the same things that we experienced at, uh, we experienced at URA National Forest, but wherever you were, doesn't matter if you have the same style or same kind of experiences. Um, still just something that you want to make sure, uh, you'll be able to share with us. And it's not going to be anything that's uber expensive. Um, I'm actually hoping I get to talk to uh, Tony Merkel about the um, how he does things, man. Just to get a little hint, somebody to point me in the right direction would be cool. Uh, I also am gonna hoping there's a song, man. It's a I'm a country guy, so it's a cool uh, retake on the Country Road song. Uh, by John Denver, um, and it's by a group that it just is awesome. So we're going to start probably playing that hopefully in the beginning uh, for our intro. I just I listened to it for the first time. I think it was yesterday, and it, it just it was, to me, it was just awesome. I'm like, man, that's just such a great song, even people that are not fans of it, because it's not actual – the song itself, I guess the remaster of it, remake of it, whatever you want to call it, um, is not just a uh, country song. They have it's just its own different style. Uh, so we're gonna be doing that. We're gonna get my son Tyler on the show on Wednesday. We're gonna share the experience that we had in uh, Yori National Forest, in North Carolina. Um, and we're going to uh, share the experience in New Jersey that we had at the abandoned campground. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to send an email out to um, Terror, Bigfoot Terror in the Woods. Uh, both those guys, uh, Kev um, and uh, Will, just uh, awesome guys. I love listening to their show as well. Um, and, you know. Uh, send one out, see if we could uh, get him on the show, talk to him. He could share some of the stories that he, he's heard. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm actually kind of curious if he's heard any stories. Of, uh, see, I, I love when I have, I have callers call, call in and uh, share their stories of whether it's like ghosts or, you know, cryptids or nobody's really shared an alien story yet. Uh, so that would be a first. I think somebody shared that they did see a UFO, uh, in the sky before, but, um, that was, I think that was it. I mean, I, I don't, a lot, I'm sure a lot of people have seen legit UFOs cause it's on a unidentified flying object. And a lot of civilians could look up in the sky and not know what they're looking at when it could be, you know, just one of our military planes or helicopters or whatever flying above. Um, 
So there is that. Uh, and again, if you have a sh- story you want to share, it feel free when we're live on the air, give us a call in. Or if you want to actually set up an appointment and say, hey, I have this awesome story I want to share, uh, just hit us up on email. It's monsterinvestigatorsofamerica at gmail.com. I know it is a mouthful and it's a lot to type, but trust me when I say it's worth it. If you want to just share, share the story and you want me to read the story out, uh, that is what we're going to do, and that's fine. I am going to do – actually had a uh, – listener that became a friend uh he and he's been one of the listeners from the start he uh sent me an email a story about a gin and we're gonna go and that and gin is pretty much everybody knows now as genies uh but they're just regular old gin um so i'm gonna do that tomorrow definitely looking forward to that that's gonna be on the second half of the show for tomorrow and we're going to uh, hopefully be able to keep it going. So anybody that has, you know, again, if you have a story to tell tell or share, it doesn't matter if it's paranormal. It doesn't matter if it's cryptids or aliens. Uh, and it, don't be, you know, don't be worrying about sharing your story. Again, if you don't want to talk live on the air, we can do it off the air and I can I could uh, publish it later or I could just you just send me out with an email saying, hey, this is my experience. This is what happened. Uh, you might just be too shy and you don't want to talk and be on the air at all or for whatever your reasons are. Uh, then you could email me and I'll read it out and, you know, walk through it. But pretty much I try to adapt the same style that uh, Wes and, and Tony Merkel do when they pretty much let our, you know, let the listener talk. I do tend to ask questions every now and then just uh, to pretty much for clarifying my mind, just I, I hear the right thing sometimes um, or to try to help uh the people that are listening get a better idea. So uh, if somebody said, oh, yeah, you know, it was uh, nighttime. I seen a, uh, see this big Sasquatch and I'd just be like, well, do you maybe know the time frame of it? You know, what happened? Did you maybe see like the outline or did you see like any kind of features? Um, so just stuff like that, just so they could help the listeners picture. Uh, what you're saying and some especially since some listeners you know go out and do their own investigating or uh, research and would like to check it out or they listen to uh you know sightings uh, i know a lot of people that listen to sightings just to, from the podcast um so it's just another great tool to use you listen to what people say give them uh just a time frame, just be like, you know, you don't have to know, have to know the exact time. Or you'd be like, oh, well, the sun was setting, so it normally sets around 7 o'clock. So it was roughly right around 7 o'clock. Um, and maybe that matches up with somebody else's story. Or maybe they've seen another person, you know, a mile away at 7.30, uh, seeing the same exact one as you. And you could kind of follow a pattern. So it's just, you know, me trying to be a little helpful and help paint a picture. Because um, I know I listen to, I, do, I, 
I'll listen to different podcasters and I try to get uh, different information from them as well, just to see, uh, especially the ones that actually listen, like where it's a uh, detailed information. So anyhow, um, everybody, thanks for listening. Probably going to do a show a little bit later on today as well. Um, once we're home, settled in, uh, relaxing, I'm trying to get my laptops straight now. I cannot find the battery for not the battery but the charger for the life of me the adapter i had everything packed in all together then my lovely fiance decided she was going to take it out and lost it so there you go (laughs) but it's that time again. Time to head on out. I'm going to listen to a couple of my favorite podcasts myself. Don't forget to check out Tony Merkel's The One and Only Confessionals. And he has another podcast with his dad, Hammerlane Legends. Trust me, it's something you want to listen to, especially if you're a guy like me that's on the road all the time. And, hey, you may even have a story to share with him. If so, hit him up. Uh, you could also get, check out the confessionals on the confessionals Twitter page. Definitely worth taking a, taking a little look at. Um, he's always busy, always sharing and keeps you up to date with the episodes. Uh, and I'm sorry, I, I completely froze for a second. I, my stuttering is, is way better, but I pause and talk way slower sometimes. Um, oh. And you could follow Sasquatch Chronicles on Twitter. Definitely check them out, and they, all the information is that's where you want to be. Um, if you're again, if you're into stuff like uh, the the Confessionals, is an awesome podcast. It has anything from cryptics to pretty much like this one. We have cryptics, paranormal, UFOs, aliens, which I've, I've hadn't had any customer, uh, any guests come on and call in about that. Uh, Tony has, but Tony also, uh, covers conspiracies as well. So if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check it out. Uh, he's just a great show, man. I'm telling you, you just listen to the intro, uh, to that show. And the same thing with Sasquatch Chronicles, uh, with West Groomer and you'll be hooked. You could tell that these guys are, are very good at what they do. They put a lot of work into what they do and it's no joke. So hopefully, uh, that works out. And, um, well, that's that. So check them out. Also, you can follow them on Hammerlane Legends with Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter, Monster Investigators of America, or just Monster America. And if you are local to Texas, you have a story you want to share and maybe a sighting, hit us up. Let us know. We'll go out there with you, talk to you a little bit. And uh, Or if you have any kind of issues and you don't know how to deal with them, again, hit us up. Monster Investigators of America at gmail.com. We'll try to do our best to help you out. Don't forget, everybody, none of us are perfect. Try to go out a way to help each other out. It doesn't matter if it's helping a little old lady cross the road or if it's 
helping a short person grab something from the top shelf. Just try to be a little bit nicer, a little kinder, and make the world a better place, shall we?